Hello, Relentless family. We are back again for another favorite, favorite day of the week for our Relentless Thursdays. And we are ready to continue to go deeper into our relentless behavior, getting to know ourselves more, loving ourselves unconditionally, walking in our purpose and getting to our best self. You know me by now. If not, let me introduce myself to you. I am your host, Kenyatta. I am the counselor and founder also of Relentless Counseling. And we are here today to talk about being humble, our humbleness nature in this journey that we are on called life. So we're going to talk about how we can be humble. We're going to define being humble. We're going to also talk about our ego a little bit because we cannot talk about being humble and not talk about our ego. They correlate with each other. You got to have one or the other. And one has, one is going to always, they're always in battle with each other and one's going to win. And we want our humbleness to win. So that is what we're going to talk about today. So get ready. If you are a note taker or if you feel like, hey, I need to jot down some of these tools and, and helpful tips on how to be humble, then get your pen and paper Join us, tell your family and friends to listen. So go ahead and let's get ready and to get down and dirty with relentless humbleness. What comes to mind when I just say the word humble? What do you think about? What comes to mind? If we were to have like this whole big whiteboard in front of us right now, what will we write down on this whiteboard when we talk about the word humble? What does that mean? Think about it. So a lot of times when we think of humbleness, we do not think of positive terms all the time, right? We kind of look at it in the context of being weak, being overlooked, being shy, being timid. We may also look at it as um, being being scared or fearful. We look at this humble as it's a bad thing or it's a sign of weakness. And even in our definitions, and I did research on it, our even definitions have a negative context towards humbleness. So let's look at this definition. Of course, this is a Google definition that I found off of Google, but it's it says, um, excuse me, it says being not proud or haughty, not arrogant or assertive, reflecting, expressing or offered in a spirit of deference or submission. But listen to this definition I also found, which makes like, wow, this is like saying that we're weak or less than. It defined humbleness as ranking low in hierarchy or scale. So if you are humble, I mean, you can't be at the top. You can't be strong. I mean, like really what context and how in our perceptions we look at humbleness makes a difference of how we are being relentless in our humble nature. And it is important and good for us to be able to be humble, not proud or haughty, not arrogant. We can be assertive and still be humble, but being arrogant and aggressive is not really of the best way to be humble, right? And we also, in a way of submission, our our deference, we're sometimes where, you know, we don't have to be the center of attention all the time. We can step back, but still have power and control and be able to be a leader. So sometimes the way we look at humbleness, the way society tells us to be humble, 
make it seem like it's something less than or something that we should be ashamed of or feel like we're weak when that is not the case at all when it comes to being humble. And that's what we're going to focus on today and talk about how we can find our strength and our power in being humble. How do we characterize being humble? How do we characterize our humbleness? Well, there's another word out there, guys, that we know a lot about, especially our spiritual followers, um, just a whole lot about humbleness when it comes to our humility. Um, and humility is the characterization of humbleness. And how do we define humility? Humility is the freedom from pride or arrogance, and it's the quality or state of being humble. And it means that I don't have to have my ego up or my pride up. I can and to be free from all that, but I can have quality in my life, quality in who I am as a person, being being set free from being arrogant or having pride. And that can be where, you know, we're working in a group, you know, can you think about this at work or in your church group, things like that. You may come up with a brilliant, amazing idea and you work together as a team and this is your idea. You came up with no one helped you with this idea, but you're on this team and your humility shows by allowing the whole team to get credit for it. That, you know, you may have came up with the idea, but y'all work together on the idea and be like, you know what? I don't have to be arrogant. Like, you know, that was my idea. They didn't say anything at all about it. This is just all me. I should get all the credit where you like, okay, you showing that humility where, you know what? I don't need all the credit. I know what I did, but I'm okay with being in the background and together as a team become stronger as one with this great, amazing idea that, we brought to the table as a team and you know who you are and you are free from having to be arrogant or tell the world about it because everyone knows that you did this and you should be proud of it but you can be proud and still be humble but not be arrogant about it I hope that makes sense I hope that said that right but and then another definition that kind of shows the way we talked about earlier when we define humbleness is that we always look at you know sometimes it's defined in a negative a negative context when this definition of humility says a modest low view of one's own importance I don't think that we, us, you know, who are humble and show humility and, you know, characterize our humbleness means that we don't feel that we're important. We are important. We, we are value or have value and, and high self-esteem and love for ourselves because, you know, we're on this relentless journey together. But it also means that I don't necessarily have to be the most important person in the room, the only important person in the room. And I think that's the difference that lack in this definition that I found on Google because it make it seem that we don't really think we're important. And it gives the context our... A definition of someone thinking, okay, if you're humble or you show humility, that means you have low self-esteem or you don't care about yourself. And that is far from the truth. And we find that in our biblical and biblical biblical standpoints, we find that in our walk and how in how we treat others and our compassion and our kindness. All that is part of the action of being humble and showing humility. And that don't mean that we're weak. It just means that we can see outside of ourselves. And that's the power of being humble. And on our relentless journey and being relentless, we have to be humble. That is a 
I look at it as a requirement to our relentless journey to walk in our purpose, to walk in our truth, to love ourselves unconditionally, as well as to be our best self. Because even though we are on this focus on ourselves and our relentless journey, it also impacts other people around us and who we are connected to and how others continue to walk their best life because we can't walk our best life alone. We need to be aligned with other people and our humbleness helps us do that. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, Relentless family, this is Kenyatta, you know, the counselor and founder of Relentless Counseling, and we are getting into the summer months where things are heating up, we're taking vacations, we're reflecting, we're getting at peace, we're we're trying to balance the chaos in our life, and what better way than this summer to get into therapy, where you can really reflect, really heal, and really get a hold of that chaotic life that's been going on day after day. Healing and therapy is a beautiful experience. It is not bad. It does not have to be scary. Trust yourself and come and join Relentless Counseling. We are available to be able to help you find your way, get on a, on your journey of healing, getting to your best self and learning how to love yourself. It's what it's all about in therapy and getting to your best self. So join us. Come to our website, www.relentlesscounseling.com. Set up your first appointment and we can tell you all about what we have to offer. And I guarantee you, it'll be one of the best journeys you've ever been on. So don't wait no further. We are here waiting on you. So your, the website again is www.relentlesscounseling.com. Can't wait to see you. Now, I mentioned before, we cannot talk about being humble if we do not give a little attention and understand our ego. We have to be able to understand hum being humble by understanding how our ego impacts us. And we all, no matter who you are, what background you come from, we all have an ego. Even the most humble, humbleness person has an ego, but it's learning how to control and manage that ego and being able to know when it's, you know, when the ego is needed and when it's not needed. And our ego gets us in trouble so many times because we don't have it under control. Sometimes we let our ego just go wild and party. It's like a whole a party animal in our in our mind when we when it comes to our ego. So let's just define ego. So the definition of ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Also, it's defined as part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the un unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity. Again, it's funny, you know, when we look at these definitions of how positive the ego sounds and how negative and, and, and less than and low self-esteem the hum humbleness sounds when we look at these definitions, right? I don't think there's a mistake in that, but... That's another topic for another day. But when we look at the ego, our ego is very important to us. We need it. But sometimes our sense of our self-esteem and our self-importance can sometimes be too much. And our timing is everything. 
Have you ever been around somebody who's always me, 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 me? Oh, I do this. I did that. Every time you tell us, every time you have a topic or every time you telling your story or every single time you got something great going on and you just really just want to share and just, you know, celebrate with other people. But that one person is like, well, this is what I did or I do this. Their ego is being at play right now. Their ego is kind of very, very high up and they're having a strong sense of themselves right now, which is nothing wrong with knowing who you are and having a strong sense of yourself. But how do we display that in the world? How do we display that in our journey, in our walk, in getting to our best self and walking in our purpose? Because when our ego is on high all the time or is always out in front and center, it also decreases the opportunity for growth. It decreases the opportunity for accountability. It decreases the opportunity for healing. It decreases the opportunity for understanding and also letting other people in. So when we have too much of our ego showing or we just do not have a good balance with our ego, we tend to be egotistical, which ego is in that name, and we tend to be just self-centered where we kind of miss out on some things. And sometimes our ego gets in the way when, especially in our journey and our walk of being relentless, is when we fall down or we struggle or we're at a season or a juncture in our life where things are not going our way. And then we start feeling entitled to things going the way we want it to go and not really showing humility or humbling ourselves to learn the lesson from what this situation or this season is trying to teach us. And a lot of times, and I think this is how powerful our God is, or our spiritual walk can be in this juncture of our humility and then balancing and and redefining our ego and what that means for us and how we and how we display it to the world. Because our ego tells us that, hey, we're all power, we're almighty, nothing can touch us, nothing can change us, nothing can stop us. And then, but it actually, when we have that ego and it gets away, especially in our time when there's struggle, we allow that to keep us stuck in that moment. And that's how we get stuck in pain because we can become so, so caught up in ourselves that we don't learn the lesson or we get caught up in ourselves that we forget that we're human and not give ourselves the permission to just process things. And when we don't get a chance, our ego becomes so arrogant that we don't get a chance to process what's happening or this season or this junction in our life or this trial or tribulation that we're going through then we missed the opportunity to see what really was maybe we think is bad for us might be good for us. And what I mean by that is when we get a no that we worked so hard for to get a yes, but then we get shut down or this door closes. What if this was not the door you were supposed to walk through in the first place, but your ego was so strong and you didn't humble yourself to be able like, oh, wait a minute, there's a different path that is meant for me where I don't have to work this hard or I may not have been able to have to go through this struggle. If I would have just taken the time, take myself out of it, not take things personal and, and really grow 
in this opportunity of what this no may mean for, for me. This no may not necessarily mean no to the actual goal. It just may mean no for this route. But if we get arrogant and start saying, hey, I'm supposed to get this. I need this. I got to have this. Then we forget that maybe it's not about you. It's always not about us all the time. And I know that is a hard lesson to learn that, you know what? It's not always about us. Even in our friendships, even in our disagreements, sometimes we disagree and it may not be about us. It may be about that other person and what that other person needing, what they're going through. Sometimes we've got to let our ego take the back seat so we can see a little more clearly like, oh, this is what the problem is. And like, you know what? When I humbled myself and let my ego take a break and a nap for a little bit, I'm able to be able to find easier and better solutions where I'm not working hard. You know, that saying, work smart, not hard. That could that saying can go in every single situation, every single aspect of our lives, not just in our form of employment, but in every access of our lives. And humbleness allows us not to work as hard as we we think we should. It can be easier than what we're making it. Life can be easier than what we're making it when we learn how to humble ourselves and we learn how to just relax the ego and find that balance and play kind of that tug of war with our ego and humbleness. And I feel like we can get so much more in life when we do that versus having like, you know, what's about me is what I need, what I want, and not being able to make the, the appropriate sacrifices for ourselves to get us to that next level. And humility gets us there. I cannot talk about being humble, having humility without going to the Bible, without looking at it from a spiritual standpoint, because the most humble person, our character, however you want to define it, is Jesus and God. And it is talked about so many times in the Bible, but I want to go over a a few verses with you um, to kind of, you know, really talk about and how the Bible defines Um, humility and being humble. So this comes from Proverbs 11. It starts at verse 12. So we're going to do verse 12 through 13. So in this proverb, it says, whoever derides their neighbor has no sense, but the one who has understanding holds their tongue. A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. This is what humbleness means are different examples of being humble because if I'm angry or I'm just all about myself, I'm arrogant, that ego comes up and you know what, you know, verse 12 talks about is that, hey, that person who derives their neighbor, like, okay, I'm being, I'm not going to say that because I think that's wrong. So I'm going to quote that time. I'm not going to tell you what I was about to say, but you know, for the ones that are just always in someone else's business, like, you know, let's just go from what it says, your neighbor, you're always in somebody else's business, always worried about the wrong thing. Maybe because, you know, your intentions were not necessarily because out of concern, but your intentions are out of hate or intentions are out of this are out of spite. You have no sense because you're not being humble. And that's what the Bible is saying is you're showing your ego. You're not humbling yourself. But the one who under, who has understanding holds their tongue. Like I am being humble enough to not, you know, derade or disrespect my neighbor because they're acting a certain way or judge my neighbor because they're acting a certain way out of my own perspective and my own feelings. But being able to show grace and humbleness is a way of showing grace. 
But being able to humble myself, think outside of myself, lower my ego to see, you know what, I don't, I don't know this person. I don't know what this person is going through. And so I'm going to be able to just let me see if I could just understand what they're going through. That may be just communicating, asking that person what's going on or how they feel or what do they need versus like, oh, you're getting on my nerves right now. So can you just stop? But being able to get to the clear bottom things and maybe there can be a solution. And not just for that person you're you wanting to help, but even for yourself as well. And so that's a way of being humble and balancing out our ego. Gossiping, which I totally hate, but we naturally, including myself, I am a victim of it, a perpetrator of it sometimes because it's natural for us to get caught in that. But I definitely want us to try to be intentional of not to gossip because gossip, it lives all in our ego because we think that we know it all and we have the right to judge. We can be the judge, the opinionator, everything. But then if someone says anything wrong about us, oh, life is over or World War Three is about to begin, right? But when we gossip about someone, whether we know that person, whether we're close with that person, it is a it is a betrayal because now I don't have confidence in you. And believe me, if you're sitting here listening, listening to gossip with a friend and this friend is gossiping about someone else that you know, guess what happens? What might be happening when you're not around if they're gossiping about you? And sometimes we have to we have to put our ego to the side and be like, hey, I don't think we should be talking about this person or we may not understand. It goes back to verse 12. We may not really understand what's going on and we may need to hold our tongue of how we're talking about or judging someone that we don't know. That is our ego getting away. But when we have understanding, that's our humility rising. That is us being humble in the situation. And a trustworthy person keeps a secret. A trustworthy person is humble. It's not, it's not about them. They know like, hey, I can put myself to a side right now to make sure you get what you need. That's being humble. It's really about connecting with other people. It is all about relationship relationship with with yourself relationship with others relationship with with the world around you even if it's not even a person with it could be with animals with things our career our finances whatever it can be humbleness can help us in every aspect of our life we're going to do one more scripture that talks about humbleness but before we do we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back <music> Okay, so now let's move over to 1 Peter chapter 5. This is the last book in 1 Peter. And we're going to go down to verse 5 through, through 6. So in verse 5, it says, In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders, all of you. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because... God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And again, this is First Peter chapter 5, verses 5, and I actually read verses 5 through 7. So definitely, I would say, write that verse down so every single time that you feel like your ego is getting away and you kind of need to be humble or needing to really learn how to humble yourself, go to this chapter, go to these verses because it's very inspirational because it's like, hey, wait a minute, I'm dealing with anxiety. I want God to cast all my anxiety away. I don't want to deal with that. 
that um, anxiety because it could be debilitating. So I want to humble myself under God because I know he could take away all that anxiety. He cares for me. He loves me. And for he shows favor to the humble. I don't know about you guys and y'all spiritual background and y'all spiritual walk, but I know you guys know my spiritual walk. And I love being in the favor of God because he's the one that blesses me. He shows me so many things in my life and done so much for me, even when I know that I'm not deserving. But being able to humble myself to him and know that he's happy with me to show me favor because of my humbleness. What better reward it is to be able to lower my ego, set that aside, be able to submit myself and, be, and show humility towards other people. That's not going to do nothing but benefit me in the long run. When have being egotistical or having high, being high in your ego ever worked for you? Think about it. Not saying, okay, I got to be confident, set boundaries. No, that's not your ego talking. But being able to really know like when I'm humble, things happen. Things go differently for me. My mood changes, my perspective, my mindset shifts. My self-talk shifts from negative to positive. It's so many benefits that you get from being humble, but we don't really see so many benefits when we let our ego take full control over us. We are also considered self-centered. We're considered arrogant. We're considered selfish. Those are actually really some negative things that happen when we are so much not necessarily what other people see of us, but how we act, how we view the world, and how we walk on our journey. And sometimes we end up when we're egotistical or showing too much of our ego and not being humble. We tend to align to things that tear us down or push us backwards instead of forward. We tend to stay in the past. We don't tend to really heal with the things that we need to heal. And things like anxiety, depression, trauma, those things start to eat us alive when we are not being humble. When we don't surrender, not just to to other people or to, to elders, but when we don't really surrender to ourselves or surrender to our higher power, then we're really working against ourselves and not for ourselves. And that's not getting to our best life. We want to get to our best life. So we want to practice humility and it takes time. Practicing humility is hard. It is very hard to swallow our tongue sometimes when we really want to show people who we are, how we feel right there in the moment, in our anger, in our tense emotions. But sometimes we have to be able to pick our battles and know that, you know what, some battles we have already won and we don't need to fight it right there with our words. Sometimes the best the best revenge or the best thing to do is be kind, be humble, and be able to show that, hey, you know what, you're moving forward, you're forgiving, and you're walking away. Sometimes that is the best form of revenge. A lot of times it's the best form of healing to be able, like, you know what, I don't always have to lower myself to other people. I can also be who I am, be true to who I am, and stand in that truth and continue to heal and not have to answer to anyone who's really just trying to debrave me because their ego is being too high right now. You win more with humility. Okay, so we have got a spiritual standpoint of being humble. We understand what humble is. We understand how to show that hum humbleness through humility. And we understand how our ego works and being able to lower that ego and not have it take control of us. How do we become humble is where the steps that we need to be able to walk fully on this journey. 
one way, and this is not a complete list, there's so many different ways, but one way is having gratitude. Another way is not just embracing our strengths because our ego focuses mostly on our strengths, but also embracing our weaknesses. And also being humble takes us to have an open mind. And I know it's so hard to have an open mind because we're stuck in our ways sometimes and we get caught up on bad habits, our way that we do things and not seeing how other people may do things differently, but having an open mind help us be humble. Another way is just being considerate of others around you, being considerate even of yourself, just being considerate helps helps us be humble and also refraining from being, being judgmental. If we could just get rid of gossiping all over the world, that would be great. So we don't want to be judgmental. And then also having less attention seeking. The world does not revolve around you. It does not revolve around me. It revolves around all of us. And sometimes we can't think about ourselves sometimes. Sometimes we have to take a look outside of ourselves. So these are just some steps and some ways we can learn how to be humble. So put that into practice on your day-to-day journey, on your day-to-day walk. You'd be surprised where it can take you. Just these simple steps. Now, some of these may be easier than others. Some of these may be harder, but it takes practice. And you got it. We're on a relentless journey. We've been doing this now for a while. So you're able to include this. You can do this, taking it one step at a time. Relentless family. I am so glad we got to talk about humility today and being humble to be able to continue our walk in our purpose and being relentless, being able to stand strong in our purpose and loving ourselves unconditionally. And we do that by being humble. That is part of our journey, part of the piece that we just added to our journey today. And I'm so glad to be here. Y'all know Thursdays are my favorite day and we got so much coming for you guys. I have some guest speakers coming in store, so you'll be seeing those episodes soon. And I can't wait until we are continuing this journey until next week where we have another episode, amazing episode in our relentless behavior. So make sure you share this with your family, share this with your friends, share this with your coworkers, share this with strangers, share around the world. We are being heard in so many different countries. I can't even name them all anymore, but we're so glad to have everyone part of our relentless journey. Thank you for joining us. Please be safe, stay safe. Continue to push yourselves to higher ground, aligning yourself to your better self and to your purpose and listening for your calling. We will be back again next Thursday. Until then, bye for now. Remember to leave us a rating. Remember to subscribe um, to this podcast. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining Relentless Thursdays. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us your feedback and remember to subscribe to this podcast to never miss a moment in our relentless behavior to our best self. We can't wait till next week and all the weeks to come with our relentless behavior on Relentless Thursdays podcast. Talk to you soon.